0: This is Roof English Radio with Darren Adam, daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. Hello, it's roof English. I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company. You might remember a conversation that took place on roof English a couple of months ago now with Brandon Peel, who's an American student living in Isafjord, who got in touch with me to suggest that maybe we could look at some of the Football fans in Iceland who are very dedicated who travel around the country and follow their team all over the nation. Brandon certainly does that. And listening to that show on Roof English a couple of months ago was Alberto Laria, who joins me here. We're in the English pub in downtown Reykjavik at the moment. And Alberto, you heard that conversation and you decided that you would get
1: in touch because you are here in Iceland as a football agent. Yeah, sure I sure am. Yeah, sure I sure am. Yeah, I heard that conversation and it, it's just something that I've been thinking about a long time, you know, hearing more news about football yes. of Iceland in English yes. and I had to send a message.
0: Well, I'm delighted that you're here to help me with that because as you might have heard in that conversation, it's not something that I know a great deal about. So, your input's going to be really useful here. Now, you came to Iceland from Ecuador originally. Exactly right. Came to the country. And you were telling me before we switched on the microphones, you didn't come here to be a football agent, but you, you kind of fell into it in the most amazing way. and You've built up a really successful career. So do you want to just take us through some of that story, some of that journey?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, I came to Iceland just, I believe in one of the most classic ways, you know, just a different life here. And, um, and yeah, and I had all sorts of jobs. I was working at Cronan. I was working at a chocolate factory, selling hot dogs, washing dishes, And when I was working at a warehouse, I had this big accident that, um, yeah, some heavy machinery just ran over my foot and I was out for five years. Actually, it's not about, I don't think it's even three months that I've been walking without a walking stick. Really? Yeah, after these five years. So had you been playing football just for fun or at a more serious level at that point? The thing about uh, being born in South America, you don't really play for fun. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was was completely amateur. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was part of one of the worst Icelandic teams in, uh, in the history of the football league. Okay. Yes, sir. That was, uh, N- not
0: because your feet had been run away. <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
1: no, no. Even with the injury, I think I could have still played in that team. Okay. Really? But yes, yeah. uh, yeah, so it was just for fun. And, but while I was playing like this, I made some contacts of friends. And while I was injured, one of my friends was starting a football team, two of them actually. And they knew that I had been in this league for many years, and they asked for my help, finding players. And uh, yeah, I made some posts on Facebook. Hmm. And some, it was right after the World Cup, and this Spanish football legend had been here in Iceland, and got into this Icelandic football, no, this Icelandic uh, football for foreigners Facebook group, something like this, I don't remember. And he sent me a message, you know, talking about sending me players for, like, uh, thousands of euros. And I was like, hey, no, brother, <laughs> this is an amateur team, man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have to pay to play, you know, I'll get them a beer if you want. And, um, yeah, we got to talking, we got along well. And after about a week or so, woke up one day and he calls me and says, do you live in Reykjavik? I said, yes, I do. Sent me an email with a contract to work for his football agency. Okay. And, yeah, that's how it all started.
0: I suppose like many things, I used to do a bit of band management when I was back in the UK and I was terrible at it, but I didn't I didn't have any formal training. You're a much better agent, obviously, than I was a band manager, but these are things that you can fall into in life without having formal training, if you've got the passion for the subject, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, passion is the one thing that I don't like. <laughs> uh, formal training is a thing that I do like, you know. Yeah. I, you don't need it for this, do you? I, I think I got away with it. I think you do need it. You do? I, I think... That's my weird obsession with football and morals is the only thing that really helped me get away with it. But you have to have some formal education because at the end of the day, you're taking care of, you know, it's almost like kids because it's people that are following this dream that they've had since they were like five years old. Yes. And they're leaving their country because you told them to leave their country and come here. And a lot of the times it's people that have never even le- lived alone before. And there's a, it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. So, so you're
0: working internationally, you're bringing players to Iceland then, from yeah, other countries. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. So I started with this Spanish guy and I left this agency after two months because this guy taught me everything that I'm not supposed to do. <laughs> just the most crooked agent you can walk across. And um, that is when I really realized the, just the importance really of, of what it could be to be a good football agent. Because a bad football agent, you know, you make your money, you go to sleep and nothing happens. But a good one, you know, can really affect people's lives in a positive way. A bad one, I mean, I've heard stories of people that are being sent here to Iceland. And the guy will say like, oh, no, yeah, it's, it's actually the best team in Iceland. They play Champions League, two, two, two. And then you finish, you you, know, you end up in a, in a town of 2,000 people playing in 5th division. Yes. And you sign the contract blindly because it's your dream from your whole life. And, you know.
0: So you're in a position of real trust then, because you are changing people's lives for the better. You would hope.
1: I uh, that's what I hope. I I mean, I do my best for that. But yeah, I mean, like people's parents and 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 partners and everybody end up sending me messages beforehand because everybody gets nervous. Yeah. yeah. Naturally, I was nervous before I came here too. Yes. (laughs) And yeah. So yeah. A lot of responsibility So right what
0: here. do you remember about, you don't need to name them if you don't want to, but what do you remember about the first player that you, I guess, signed, is that the right word to
1: use? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to say his name and I think that he won't mind that much okay. either. Okay. It was uh, Guillaume Philips, Guillaume Philips, he, uh, he's from the Netherlands and he originally came here twice and to play for Vikingur Olansvik and I met him shortly after that uh, where I brought a player for trial in a team that he was trialling himself and we saw each other, we were aware of each other and we had a friend in common so we got in touch and when I started I wasn't really bringing players to Iceland I was sending players outside or moving between different countries and yeah, he's the first one that I signed because I sent him to Spain and that's when I realized how much Responsibility I have with things out other than my job that I should even do the job of the team sometimes The papers didn't go through because nobody was there to push it yeah, yeah. So I didn't go through and I end up sending him to Norway like two weeks later And he signed there and he had a great season there okay. So it was yeah, yeah. a very fortunate start for me <laughs>
0: So how much of this is about paperwork or how much of it is about spotting talent and moving it around?
1: The thing a lot of people are not going to agree with this, but I think that spotting a good player is not that difficult. What is difficult is spotting the right personality, because, and, and with this, everybody knows I will agree, that works in any football team. You can bring, you know, with a player with the best CV, the best video, and you go watch him play, and it's just incredible, you know. Uh, she could be playing for the national team of her own country, just fantastic. And you bring him over here, and the personality is not quite the right personality to be able to adapt to Iceland. Yeah. As it happens in, yeah, yeah. in anything, you know. Not just football, you know. Yeah, you fine. can come here and just not like it. You're back home after two months. It happens like that in football too.
0: Yes. What sort of countries then do people come to Iceland from? Again, as you know, I don't know much about football. I've got a sense that Iceland is really passionate about football, but it might not be one of the world's biggest footballing (laughs) nations. (laughs) So what kind of player would you attract and what would your pitch be to them? If you wanted someone to
1: come to Iceland. So I usually try, it has to be a very specific case for me to want to approach the player and pitch them coming here. I usually like to work more with people that want to come to Iceland beforehand. I see. And the first thing that I do is try to figure out why is it that they want to come I was going to say, what answer do they give to that? Yeah, so <laughs> when the first message that I get is like, oh, you work in Iceland, Can you, how much money do you make there? It's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, he's, this is not the place to come and make a lot of money from football, so I, uh, okay. that is, is, is a bad start. But when someone understands that, perhaps, okay, let's say the, the most common one is a player from Spain or South America. It's very difficult to make you know, unnamed for yourself, or progress to the leagues in these countries, you have thousands of, ten thousands of players, I don't know if millions, I don't know, <laughs> depends on the country I suppose, and you just can't progress over there. But here it's a smaller country, and you know that you come here with a big responsibility from abroad to be the best player in the team, yeah. and if you do your job well, then a better team might come for you, yeah. and you just keep progressing like that. That is the answer that I really like. Okay. <laughs>
0: Well, let's talk about that passion then that Iceland has for football. I, again, I know very little, but as we sit here just now in the middle of September, Iceland still has a chance, doesn't it, to qualify for the European Championships?
1: I think it's, it's mathematically possible, as they say. <laughs> I mean, the passion here, since I arrived, the passion was always here. I think the thing that has really changed is once the, the national team really made it, you know, they, they, when, when they beat England in that Euro Cup and when they tied Argentina in the World Cup and like, really got the respect from when I moved to Iceland. My friends in Ecuador, I told them, man, I'm moving to Iceland. They said, you mean Ireland. You don't even know where you're moving. <laughs> I was like, Iceland, man, it's a country, I promise you. Eder Goodjonsson, he plays in Barcelona. But he really put it on the, on the, on the map. Yes. So now it's like all this passion that Iceland already had for football, because it took a lot of passion to bring such a small country to the lengths that they did mixed with now everybody cares about Iceland too when they start coming over here and there's a lot of outside interests in Iceland now, it just helps really pushing everything yes. ahead. Yes. I mean, Prej is in the Conference League now, it's the first uh, Icelandic team to ever qualify, to the first men's Icelandic football team to ever qualify to a European Championship. The women have of course been doing it for years. <laughs> They're, they're fantastic. Yeah.
0: So, so when you heard our interview with Brandon a few weeks ago, as an American student, but a fan of Icelandic football in the Westfields, yeah. traveling around the country, telling me about other fans who travel around the country to support mm-hmm. their teams, you got that straight away. You recognized that passion that people have for football here.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. And I, I was really happy to see, uh, because, of course, people from, the, from Isafjord love Vestri. You know, people in Grindavik love Grindavik. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a whole thing. But it was really nice to see someone come from abroad and just kind of getting the, in the feeling of, of the local football team. Yeah. I mean, it's what, it's, what, uh, it's what happened to me. Uh, I, I showed up. I'm not going to name teams because, you know, now I'm supposed to be okay, you know, yeah. non-biased. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there's about two teams that I have, like, a pretty close connection with. Just because I was around and, you know, it's Iceland. You know, you get to know the players. Just you see them in bonus. Yeah. In Ecuador, you yeah. know, you're never going to meet the champions of the league in Ecuador. They have their own little bubble they live in. Yeah. But here, you see Hannes, he stopped the penalty from Messi and he's just walking around downtown, you know. <laughs> Birkin is just yeah. walking around well, with his kids, so, you know, in a bicycle. Exactly,
0: because Iceland's not impressed by celebrity, whether it's <laughs> yeah. football or music or anything, or film, is it? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it's. Yeah, yeah. I, I would yeah. say one of the toughest things <laughs> of me starting as a football agent was to not get starched, struck. Really? When I saw <laughs> when I saw the players that I really liked, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I saw Hannes shortly after he saved the penalty from Messi I was I, I remember this clearly it, there used to be this African restaurant up the, up the street over here in downtown Reykjavik close to Flemmer and Hannes just walked by very casually and I was just frozen I was paralysed I was like he stopped the penalty from Messi in the World Cup <laughs> <laughs> and he walked by nobody even turned to see him uh, yeah. you, you
0: can't be too star struck I guess if you're a football agent though yeah, with, no, with the footballers in, in Iceland though and I, I've heard this from a lot of Icelandic friends there is a real fascination particularly with English football particularly why, why do you think that is?
1: I have to be very honest I have no idea why that is yeah. but, but it, it is certainly it's true it's real isn't it yeah I, I mean everybody that likes football in Iceland has an English football team and not even necessarily like Premier League so we're not talking about that the whole country loves United or Liverpool I have friends that love Sheffield Wednesday that love Leeds that love Newcastle and they all have their own Blackburn and they all have their own specific stories it can be that's uh, I know one of the guys his grandpa went to to watch ba- Blackburn play because he was um yeah he was a sailor uh, um, he was working on a boat and he ended up there went to watch a play got a t-shirt brought it back to him Blackburn fan forever <laughs> I myself am a whole city fan you know <laughs> yes. and well I've never been to Hull, and they're not that good okay. but boy do I love them <laughs> So
0: when it comes to the World Cup, or when it comes to the qualifiers for the World Cup, trying to, I guess, get at here whether you support Ecuador or Iceland or both or neither.
1: <laughs> so I, I am thankfully not being in the position to have to choose one or the other. <laughs> they, they, I, I believe they've never played against they've each never other. Never played against.: I don't think so. At least you not, would remember, not, wouldn't you, if it happened <laughs> when you were here? Yeah, at least in the last thirteen years, <laughs> it has not happened. Uh, so, no, I, I, I go for both. If they're yeah, both yeah. in the competition, then I gotta go for both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I hope they're not going to have to face each other, because at this point, yeah, it'd be hard to rule against Iceland. Be, <laughs> okay,
0: and on the, on the Euro competition then, the Euro Championships, as I mentioned, you didn't pick me up on what I was getting at, which is, do you think, and bearing in mind when this conversation might be published, of course, we might know the answer by then, do you yeah, think Iceland fun. is going to <laughs> make it through? There's a slim chance.
1: You're putting me in a tough spot. I am putting you <laughs> a tough spot. I know. I, know. I, hope so. I, hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so.
0: I hope so. I well, that, yeah, uh, really, I hope so.
1: Yeah. I mean, going back to the business it's that really you've, the, the
0: business you've built up and the life you've built up here, and again, just a glance at your website. I mean, I don't personally recognize the names, but you have obviously acted as an agent for and signed so many players. It sounds like it's
1: going so well for you. It's, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I've just gotten really lucky. I was in a really lucky position to to already know something about Icelandic football and to, and to already live in Iceland, yeah. which in itself already gives me a little bit more credibility because I, if I think I get a lot of emails and messages from players from abroad and agents, I don't even want to imagine what the directors and coaches get. You know, you can't take out your phone without having just a lot of messages there. Yes. But, you know, and it's always people that you have no idea who they are and, and oftentimes just people that are just starting, and they don 't know anything about Iceland, and the clubs knowing that I live here and I have lived here, and I do as much as one can know understand Icelandic football yes. to an extent i'm mean, yeah you know, i'm not a coach <laughs> uh, it gives me a little bit more credibility, so I got really lucky with that yeah. uh, and then the rest was just it 's got to be the most challenging thing that i've had to do yes. and as i said I, I had this injury uh, I'm yeah. still medically disabled, <laughs> so that was tough but but putting through how much patience you have to have to make it as an agent, something else.
0: Do you miss playing when you see the players that you sign and that you work with and when you see them on the pitch, as I assume you do? Does part of you still wish that you were doing that
1: yourself? So when I started, I was fresh off the injury. It was tough. It was tough. I, I would sit there watching and, and sometimes I would have to leave. You know, I would not even say hi to my player after the match. I'd have to leave because I'm like... I'm like borderline in tears, you know. Really? That's so bad. Wanted yeah. to be in there. Yeah. Then with time, it got a little bit better. Uh, though, I don't, you know. I was still losing my mind to go and play with the guys right there, you know. But I, thankfully, you you, you cut me at the spot where I I said that I let my cane go just a couple of months ago. The day that I let it go is the day that I went and played football. <laughs> so I, I put the you know, I put the cane aside one day. I had this I had this this dream. And I kept having this recurring dream of like, playing football, and it would finish right before I'm, I go into the pitch. And I was actually wearing the t-shirt that I'm currently wearing here.
0: Because we'll put a photo up on the page. So the top you're wearing is for which team?
1: It's, uh, it's Haukau, but it's actually a volleyball t-shirt from oh, Haukau. OK. Yeah, because my stepdad uh, used to coach the Haukau men and women's volleyball team. I see. Okay. So he gave me this shirt. All right. And in this dream, I was wearing this one, and my stepdad was the coach. And he's like, OK, why haven't you been playing? Just get back on the field. And as he suits me in and I step on the field, the dream finishes. So I woke up that day, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Put the cane aside and I went and I uh, tried out for this team that I said earlier, that I helped my friends start. <laughs> I just went play there. Yeah. And yeah, I've just been training with them and... It's like uh, life was br- breathed into me again. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah.
0: But ahead. I guess as an agent, you've got a much longer professional life than the players. You can, <laughs> you can do this till you're 70, I
1: guess. Yeah, the, 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 the one thing that I that I've been thinking about since I started playing again. I was like, boy, I wish I, I would have known myself now as I did back then. <laughs> you know, Because all of these guys in this level, I work a lot in like fifth, fourth, sixth division even, because there's a lot of guys that, just like me, just showed up from their country. They don't know where they should be playing. And it just needs one set of eyes to recognize that talent and be like, oh, maybe you should be playing a little bit higher and go yeah. from there.
0: I mean, the passion that's coming through just in the 20 minutes that we've known each other. I I can't imagine you doing anything else. That's not to say you couldn't do anything else, but this seems to be absolutely the perfect job for you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. My mom was really happy when this this came over to me because my whole life she said, you do two things. You play football and you talk. (laughs) You have to figure out a way to put these two together. And I never, I didn't, I'm not going to lie to you, I didn't even know football agent was a job until this guy offered it to me. <laughs> I didn't think it existed, you know. I, yeah, all I ever wanted to do was to play football. Mm. And and yeah, just to reply to this question about... Uh, I don't know if I can do something else or not, but I have said this to about all my friends, my girlfriend, my mom, a bunch of times. Sometimes I wish that I would not love football so much so that I may explore if I may, may be able to do something else. <laughs> but it is not the case, and this is just... For me, all there is.
0: Yeah. Does it take up all your time? Are you having to look after these people all the time? E,
1: now it's not as much time-consuming as I used to be. After, thankfully, after a couple of years of work, I sort of established myself a little bit more and I don't need to put as much effort on finding new players and getting to know them and helping them. Da, da, da. About, I, I would say now, over half of my players I've known for at least three years. Mm-hmm. So, so they got it all figured out now. You know, they, I already took them to bonus and... Told them, uh, you know, it helped them translate whether they were buying chicken or horse, you know. Uh, we've already gone through the whole thing. What about were they eating. trying to buy, chicken or horse? <laughs> usually chicken. <laughs> usually chicken. Usually chicken. And um, so, yeah, it's not, it's not that time consuming anymore. Yeah, it's yeah, that I've uh, yeah. settled a little bit more, but still, it's, it's not a 100% job because it's 24 I 7. I work in Christmas, I work in New Year's, I, I work as soon as I wake up. Yeah. <laughs> because you love it because i love it and it is also a lot because sometimes i'm i'm required to do so i i understand that if sometime maybe i want to go and have a beer with my friend i still have to have an eye on my phone because there might be someone that needs me just to have a look at a contract or something simple that for me takes yeah. 2 seconds and for them is you know, life-changing. Yeah. Well, yeah. we
0: should say in our conversation here at the English Pub, you've had a beer on the go all, yes, all the way through it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's no rest there, yeah, is there? Yes, sir. Alberto, thank you so much for your time today. I feel again, as I did after our conversation with Brandon, I know a lot more about football now than I did. <laughs> <get> um, Alberto eil <laughs> football agent here in Iceland, joining me today on Roof English. Get in touch with us anytime by email. We are english at ruv.is. There is more from RUV English, with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is slash English. RUV English Radio is a daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, RUV.